Hello, this is the Lost Map podcast, episode five. Episode fünf. They would say in Germany. I think they would say that. I don't know what the German for for episode is, but episode. I know that fünf is five. Hi, I am the Pictish Trail, and welcome to the Lost Map podcast. What is the Lost Map podcast? Well, the only reason you'd be asking that is if you hadn't listened to the previous four episodes via episode of the Lost Map podcast. But that's fine if you haven't. The Lost Map podcast is a podcast about a record label that I run called, wait for it, Lost Map. I run Lost Map records from the Hebridean island of Egg. That's where I live. And this podcast is centred around a project that we have based here called Visitations. Visitations. What Visitations involves is we bring musicians over to the Island of Egg, we put them in an eco-cabin on the north side of the island, we give them some musical instruments and some recording gear, and we just leave them to it for a week. And they create music during that week, and then we release that music uh, as part of a subscription programme. There's a digital subscription program and a physical subscription program. I'll get into that later on. And we also record conversations with the artists whilst they're on the island and we record a conversation with them afterwards. One conversation is usually about who they are as musicians and a bit of background on who they are. So there's a bit of an introduction. And the follow-up conversation is usually about their experience on the island and how their their writing process and you know what the what was in their mind when they were creating the music and yeah the project is underway it's all been going so far if you've caught up on all the other previous episodes you will have heard two conversations that I'll have had with Monogonon who was the first contestant in our visitations program and in the previous episode to this, you'll have heard the first conversation I had with the pop music duo Free Love, a.k.a. Lewis Cook and Susie Rodden. They are were the second contestants in our visitations programme. And hopefully you enjoyed the previous episode that you heard. You got to know them a little bit. Very articulate, interesting people they are, and fantastic musicians. Just to give a quick recap, Free Love used to make music under the name Happy Meals. Indeed, when they arrived on the island, which was last year, September 2017, they were still operating, functioning, eating, breathing, shitting as uh, Happy Meals. (laughs) But in the intervening 12 months, they have transitioned and they now operate under the name Free love, but it's still the same people. It's the same, deep down, it's the same people involved. So it's not that different, you know. Anyway, this conversation that you're going to listen to in this episode was recorded a year on from their experience on Egg, and in it we ruminate on their experience. Uh, this conversation was recorded on Friday, the 14th of September, 2018. Um, trying to think of any sort of admin blurby stuff I should give you before you listen to this conversation Um, we talk a bit about how they started making music together and uh, there's a bit of discussion about the Green Door Studios in Glasgow Um, they both took part in a recording workshop there I think individually and it seems like it's a 12 week programme I did a little brief search on the website earlier on today And yeah, they both took part in this workshop that the Green Door Studio offered. And at the end of the 12 weeks, there is a a day in which the artists who have taken part in this recording programme, they get a session, a day to record their own music in the studio. And that's how, yeah, Happy Meals germinated, it seems, as well as a lot of other um, Glasgow acts. They mentioned Golden Teacher in this podcast, who I'm a big fan of, but there's plenty of others. I would definitely recommend checking out the Green Door Studio website if you are a youth. Um, so, yes, there's a lot of that going on. There's a, In this conversation, there's a, a quite a few utterances of the F word. 
Uh, look out for those. Those have been bleeped out. Um, it's not the F word you're thinking of. Um, and yeah, I hope you enjoy the conversation. This is, yeah, it's a conversation about them making music together and uh, and then we talk about visitations itself and their experience on the island and it's been really interesting for me as a musician myself to kind of see how people, yeah, what the process is, how they respond to being isolated on an island and entrusted with making music. If you want to hear any of the music that Free Love created whilst they were on the island, all you have to do is sign up to our Visitations project. You can do so by going to lostmap.com forward slash visitations. And there you'll see lots of information on how you can subscribe to the program and receive all the music. Uh, you can subscribe digitally or you can subscribe to a fig- physical 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 package. The physical package involves vinyl and CDs and lots of nice printed artwork. It looks really nice and it'd be just a, be a nice sort of thing to give to a gift to someone at Christmas. As part of the Visitations Project, you also get signed up to a newsletter. And in the newsletter, there's very special deals. And there's a very special deal that's just been announced to all the newsletter readers. And I'll fill you in on more information on that later on. For now, let's skip all this boring admin and go straight into the conversation. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you... Free love. about yeah how you guys sort of met it was which was at an open day in glasgow yeah, yeah. is that right yeah, yeah. that's right six actually, months yeah. before you attended that's good our meeting was like the most early 2000s relationship in the world and yeah. that we conversed on myspace for quite a little oh, while yeah and had an msn My- relationship <laughs> so MSN Messenger, Remember MySpace. That? Yeah, we had a mutual f- couple of mutual friends, and it was like I, honestly, it's such a funny story to tell because it is just so like end of school. So my friend is like, <laughs> I know this guy Lewis. I met him at a party. I think you get on really well with him. We started chatting on like MSN, and then I used to work in Closeburn Shop every Saturday. All right, where is this now? Uh, near Thornhill, where I grew right. up, like Dumfries and Galloway. Mm. Um, and then you used to have you used to be in Glasgow every Saturday or something like that. Yeah, and then there was this fateful day where we were both on MSN on a Saturday morning. We're like, oh my god, we're both online. Yeah. So we met. We met in Dumfries, and then uh, oh. uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Costa, and then uh, <laughs> Costa, romantic Costa, coffee. romantic. Co- we go there once a year just to remember. We don't do that. We don't. Oh come on! <laughs> of course you do. Yeah. Of course you do. In our minds, Lewis goes on his own. Year. He's like, oh thank God. But no, yeah. We'll always have Costa. <laughs> Every time I have a slurp of that tasty coffee, <laughs> reminded of the love of my life. That reminds me, actually, uh, this episode is sponsored by <laughs> Cafe Nero uh, for all Other your Nero needs. Um, but no, it's just like, it's, it's funny because, I mean, obviously we've been together for such a long time now and it's like, it is really funny thinking back to that person and, mm. you know, like, just that stage of life kind of thing and then where we are now and what we do now and yeah. who we are. Yeah, you kind of, that. like, when you, especially when you spend, what, 10, 11 years mm. in, in, in such proximity with mm. someone and then you think back to different points of that, of time. Just as you think about your own life, there's a weird thing when you think back to your own life and you're like, oh, what was it, what was it like 10 years ago? But then it's like, what were we like 10 years ago? I know. It was like a, your, your whole... You're both completely different people as well, and it's kind of 
it's quite nice in some ways when you have to think back to it and think of how we both developed as adults together. Yeah. Not very much, but we've, we've really tried, <laughs> you know. I'd been making music, I've always kind of done it. Especially in, in like my, 14 or something. But 14, 15, I was always like making covers of Mogwai songs and things like that. And, oh, like, wow. it, and then doing that sort of stuff. I was like really, really into the idea of making music. And anything I could get my hands on to, to do, there was like, was a truck that used to come round to Moffat with recording equipment in it. And like, to me, I was like, oh my God, like I can play music that I'm playing my guitar and then hear it back and then tell people like this is my recording of my music and it yeah. was like it was it was mind-blowing and then my mum and dad very very nicely got me a recorder thing that I could use to record and then it was just like every night I'd be in recording things I'd like get home from school and I'd just start recording little songs was it a digital recorder it was a digital one yeah and it was like um it was. It wasn't as good as the one we're currently using for this, but it was a similar standalone. Uh, listeners, thing. listeners should note that what we're using just now is a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, we were sponsored by piece of shit. <laughs> Come get your top standard equipment from piece of shit recording systems. Cumber no. Need to start frequently. Feel for recording. Cause irreversible damage to ears. Will be fun. Our friend Sadie. Um, she had written like a whole load of stories as part of her thesis or something like that. She'd done like a creative writing course. Mm. And so she had all, all these short stories and her partner at the time for her birthday sent us all, like all the stuff she'd written. I don't know how she felt about it at the time, but and we were to choose one and write a song about it. She'd written one called The Moon-Faced Man. And it was like, it's all about this guy who like came into a cafe and nobody really noticed him or something like that. Mm. And so we the first song I think it was the guy that worked in the doublet from what I remember. Oh really? Yeah, because she worked oh, in the doublet. I can him. Do you know this guy? Mooney! No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, you could, you could, yeah. you could yeah. know him, Moody I don't know. One. Maybe he's like a well-known character, I don't know. <laughs> But that, 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 I think, is the first actual thing that we wrote together. Yeah, you're totally oh, right. Yeah. yeah and we, that was just for your group of friends? Yeah, yeah so that was yeah. her birthday gift, where she got all these songs oh, nice. that all her friends had written, which was really, really lovely. What but no, cool a couple gift. of... Yeah, that was, was a really nice well. Oh, really, yeah. Really? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday to me! <laughs> it's on Discogs now. <laughs> Imagine being saw on Discogs, you're like, oh, oh, bitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she might have made a CDR copy. She won't judge. Yeah. You do well. <laughs> Double um, vinyl, yes. gatefolds. <laughs> <laughs> no, she. So that was the first thing you worked on. Yeah, it was the so. first thing. Yeah, and then we did. We did. I made. I made music as Mother Ganga before, and then I kind of made a record which was quite synth poppy and quite sort of. Uh, Dorky. Dorky, yeah. Mm. It's kind of. It was, a, it was a weird thing because, like, at the time, they felt there was something in the air of Glasgow. Maybe just the people I was work, work, you know, working with, and musicians and friends. People were really into this like super dark techno, and it was very moody and very kind of like I don't know. There just seemed to be this like like that seemed to be the flavor of of the time, and I was kind of I felt quite at odds with it because I wanted to make stuff that sounded like Human League or something like that, and and so I was kind of making this pop music but not really showing it to anyone in Glasgow, and um, it was actually a, a label in Moscow that that contacted me after hearing Mother Ganga stuff and they were like, oh, do you have any more music? Wow. And I was like, this is a, just a little tape label. I listened to the stuff they were doing and I was like, I really, really liked it. They had a, a, a really nice aesthetic with the stuff they're doing. And so I sent them this record that I, that I'd made and, and they, they put it out. That's how Happy Meals had had a first show in Moscow was mm. through this label. And it, our only show in Moscow so far, actually. But but that's they, cool. You've played Moscow. That's amazing. Yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah well, they they, they invited. Yeah. Oh, wow. New yeah. Year's Eve. Right. <laughs> it was very good to do it. Um, but yeah. I, so you're making this. So you had to release this mother ganga through this Russian. Well, actually, and I, I didn't label. do it because 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 I was kind of working in this under the the surface. I actually chose a different name, and I kind of yeah. ended mother ganga there because I was doing shows, but I was playing this new stuff sometimes, and it was like I was kind of feeling it was going on a different angle where I felt like the Mother Ganga stuff was kind of, uh, I don't know, I just feel like it sort of found a little bit more of a direction and I, and I wanted to, to create more of a, a different, I don't know, just like, I, it felt like a new moment for me, I kind of wanted to do something else. So I, mm. I, I called, I, I was did it under the name of uh, Henry Claudel. Right. And so we made this this record as like my alter ego and I didn't, really, I didn't really tell anyone, I didn't really put on Facebook or anything like that that released this record. 
And like, I think you just chosen like someone's name. Well, it's my it's my middle name. My middle name's oh. Henry, and my dad's name's Henry as well. And I don't know where Claudel came from. I can't remember. But apparently, I looked at, I looked this up. Obviously, googling myself, I like came up, and it was like there's some there is some person who's like of is significance at some point in time who was called Henry Claudel as well. But um, someone just started an electronic project. A guy called Thirty Pounds of Bone who's done this electronic project under the name Jay Lynch. That would just be made oh, really? of, which is fine because I'm, I, you know, I don't perform as Jane. Yeah, Jane yeah, yeah. But someone sent me it, and I was a bit like, huh. oh, oh, I see. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. Comes with having a common, really common name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, there's Julian Lynch as well. He does. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All the Jay Lynches. There is Julian Lynch, isn't there? Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so you were doing Henry Claudel was then this. So that, so so yeah, released that and then did some did, I did, and Su- was Susie on this at this point? So she's on the record a little bit, yeah, oh, yeah, okay. just like kind of backing singing kind of thing. It's, it's definitely proto. proto yeah. yeah, you can hear you can hear the sounds. It's the same drum machines. It's the same kind of sounds, and it's like mm. it, it it felt like that kind of informed where we were going, mm. and and in a strange way, I think some of the stuff we're working on now is more like that stuff than the sort of intermittence yeah, you, know, do you know what I mean like the, the yeah. stuff we kind of like we went on a it's like we kind of gone on another space and then it's kind of it's kind of arced back a little bit on, onto that sort of world but the way we perform it was probably more like how Susie performs now as well because there's like I would sort of hit the the tracks and kind of there was like a live performance aspect of it I reduced the amount of things I was doing on stage it was just like okay that can ju- that bit can just be a backing track and then I can kind of do this mm. which kind of allowed me to kind of like jump about and sing and dance and like kind of and and, and immediately the first time I did that it took it, it took it from this experience of this like static thing to like this like euphoric thing where I was like looking around and everybody was dancing and everybody was kind of like mm. laughing and like they were and, I, and it felt like fuck this is this is what it's about. This is really, really cool, and it felt like a pop, like a punk thing or something like that because it was there was things going wrong and there was things kind of like, but it was okay because as long as the drum beat was still going, it was just like it was it was all right. And and, mm-hmm. and I think that that uh, that experience of that, I sometimes wonder if it's been detrimental because I sometimes see things which are quite polished and I'm like that's fucking cool, that's really good. And I see somebody <laughs> do something live, it's like that sounds amazing, and then I sometimes see things that like we're doing, it's like. It's so chaotic. It's like it's so chaotic. It's like it's a little bit like, oh man, like if we did it this way, that bit that bit would have been in total sync, and that would have been. But then it's also it's that. I thing. mean, I have to say, see, watching your performances of the last few years, you guys played last week at our um, fifth anniversary party thing, and uh, it's such an amazing set. It oh, completely you. transformed the room. You brought your own smoke machine. <laughs> that was number one. Kate was freaking out. That was like, yeah, here we go. And, uh, and you so already the room had transformed. Handy. It was like, it felt like a different space. And then you just took over the whole space. Susie, mm. you were like all over the floor, like doing yoga moves and jumping off the bar. And <laughs> it was incredible. It was really exciting. Thank you. And there's not, there's not many other bands like that. that um, it feels like we've like come at it from recently. quite a roundabout way I feel mm-hmm. I think I think that's like that's it's but like musically a, it's so powerful as well it's like really tight and it just and it feels seamless too it's really thank great. you thank well you. done oh. <laughs> end of podcast <laughs> <laughs> no, but I then I remember the first time I saw you which I think was maybe when Sorry. Happy Meals was first starting when was that that so was it supporting John Monogonon oh my upstairs god upstairs the old hairdressers Johnny, oh, that was wow, like our second yeah. gig. That was like our, that yeah. was like gig number two. I we asked on Facebook really recently, does anybody have any old photos of us playing? And somebody has a photo from, from that. that gig. Yeah, and yeah, we're yeah. sitting across the table from each other. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. had like there was a vocoder at some in that setup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was, I was playing guitar as well. Yeah. Yeah. There was it was, just, I remember just looking at the floor and it was just it was an absolute mess. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Not the floor was like it was on the table, but just, I was like, oh my yeah. god, there's stuff everywhere. That is insane. We had that. We had that synth with that big. Yeah, so that was so you'd been those were the first sort of Happy Meals shows. That's mm-hmm. the second Happy Meals show with the Monogonon album launch, but you'd been doing this workshop thing in the lead up Green to Door. Yeah, yeah. Green Door, right. Yeah, we did we did we, we did We both did it separately as well, That's which right, was yeah. quite Lewis did it first because he has he had been in as he said, he's been interested in recording and stuff from an early age, like 
I think I said in the first podcast I came at it from a totally different angle where I'd never recorded my own music and all that sort of stuff and I didn't, yeah, it wasn't really until I did that Green Door course because I remember you being like, oh, you should do this, you'd really enjoy it and I was mm. like, oh yeah, you know, like, it sounds great Like, it, but it wasn't something that I was like, yeah, 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 kind of thing mm. and it wasn't until I was there doing it that I was like, oh my god, this is amazing I had, you, I had the revelation at, Yeah, like, I was on tour point. with Cosmic Dead I remember yeah, you were like, right, yeah. you were like calling me up and you are like, oh, we've been doing this and yeah. it's like and it was cool because it was one of these things where I was... You were like, she's finally talking about digitally controlled oscillators. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yes! <laughs> I'm going to marry this one. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't sure if you would if you would chime with it or not. You know, I, I, I thought maybe you could go to it and you'd be like, yeah, it's kind of interesting, but like... No, I don't, it's, I mean, no, it was but like, It was just cool. It was just really exciting for me to hear you. level on Exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like relationship, relationship level 11, yeah. Um, so thank you Green that Door. is the nerdiest fucking thing <laughs> that's brilliant that's beautiful that's beautiful I now pronounce you nerd and nerd you may now give the Vulcan salute Live long and prosper. You were playing live, but were you? Re- was the recordings happening then at that point? Were you uh, recording stuff together? We did. The first, we, so we didn't. There was no band. We just basically at the end of that at the end of that course, you, they give who the participants of the course a, a session. Every person gets like a day in the studio mm-hmm. and a day mixing, and um, which is an ingenious idea oh, because it's, it's, like, it's that thing where it just allows people to that's like how like Golden Teacher started and like all, like it's how we started so and, many like, there's so many other bands as well it's like <coughs> they all, all kind of started through this sort of like here's some free studio time as well yeah, and, that's really interesting um, isn't it it's just, yeah. it just gives people that canvas to, to paint on it without any pressure it just shows you how much like, creativity lies under the surface of a place as well and mm. it's not until but you're I, kind of given that like yeah when you go kind of thing that you're like you but it's not. I, I think the, the important, or one of the important components of it, is just the lack of. Uh, it's like it's like. Y- there's no agenda. So it was, it's kind of just sort of mm. like, oh, we have this time, and that's what that's what this was. It was like we had no songs written, mm. and Susie's so like, well, I've got the time, and it's like you've got to use it. It's an amazing thing to do, and 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 Susie'd asked me if I would come in and do some music with her. And I was kind of like, the original intention was, because Susie'd recorded a little bit of her own stuff already, I was like, I'll come in and like, I'll play synthesizers on your songs, you do your songs, and then come come back. But then when it got to it, you were like, oh, I've not actually written any songs. <laughs> I've not actually written anything, so do you want, do you want to come in? And I know just, that feeling. Well, well, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it works as well sometimes, you know? And, yeah. And, and then it was like, we'll come and jam something. a collaboration more than anything else. And yeah. it, you know, in that, we hadn't really done that before. It had kind of been like, me adding vocals to one of your tracks or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that or mm. so it, it was yeah it, it was, was a like, good angle to come at it from because i think if it would come at it from the point of view of like well, i had i had record. i had yeah. like recording time it's like oh do you want to come in i think it would have been like the power the, the power dynamic just by default would have been a weird thing because like i'm going in as the musician who's already doing things Recorded and you're stuff. sort of like coming in yeah. as, as a you know as, as a secondary performer in this mm. it's like it, that's not that wasn't the the dynamic that, that the band was founded on and it kind of allowed us to have an equal footing in it and, and mm-hmm. be able to explore that and we released Crystal Salutation oh, was, was from that right, was yeah. from that session but but there was maybe like two or three other tracks but they were kind of they, they weren't they weren't quite yeah. as like I feel like Crystal Salutation for me I was like oh cool this is where we're going with this band this is this is like this is a band and this is like worth exploring but, then, it, but then, it started the flame that brought us home to like record at home because yeah, we started recording we, we had like this like sort of collection of tracks and then we were like well let's finish something it was quite it's quite an amazing thing you know you know having been together and having not recorded together to then create something like that mm. and be like oh yeah you know it was like it, it was like a I'm just thinking about it know. now like I feel like we are and have been in a healthy constant identity crisis do you know what I mean like well, musically yeah musically like it's like I, I mean it's when I reflect on mean? it well I mean I mean like so when we first started it was just like what are what is this what are we doing with this music and it was like alright cool let's just jam out and see where it goes and then when we wrote the music we were like what what is this stuff like what, what 
where does this fit in with anything? Mm. And like, here's a, tr- like this Christmas salutation felt, felt like a bit of a manifesto for a certain kind of thing. We're like, okay, that's great. We'll work on that. And then when we came back and recorded, and then we recorded things like altered images, but like, how does that relate to crystal salutation? Like, there's maybe a sort of like subconscious desire, demand to be like this uniform identity of like, this is what the band is. I think that's what makes it so interesting though. I remember hearing Apero and hearing that album and just being like, wow, there's so many different things going on here that you can't categorize it. It's not something that is like an electronic pop record or a psychedelic space yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jam yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of got elements of all these different, these different things going on, yeah. and that's yeah. kind of what makes it really beautifully. It's just a really interestingly textured record, yeah. as all the as all the recordings. Are. Thank you. There's Thanks. a lot of different things going on, and not necessarily all in the one track, but across the space yeah. of, uh, of of that, an album. That's that's something that I wouldn't want to change, and it's something that can be slightly frustrating, I think, when we're recording, because we'll record a track or we'll have like a piece of something, and be like, but how does it fit with everything else? Mm. And it's only once we'll like leave that and move on, or like finish that, but then think we're going in another angle. And then it's only once we've got the project kind of rounded off as a whole that it's like, that's how that fitted. It's like mm. a weird sort of subconscious sort of click almost Mm. same with the live performances as well it's like that sort of how do you bring that sense of community how do you make sure that everybody's on board with you how do you Mm. sort of not just make it another show where you sort of turn up and watch how do you make it a party kind of thing like yeah it's yeah i think that's a a a good way of putting it it's like a but also kind of have your identity attached to it yeah Yeah. and so something that's recognizably yours tm yeah tm I mean, I have yeah. tried to do some of your moves on the <laughs> and I've really hurt myself. <laughs> don't try it. Hello, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't try it. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? I was thinking about doing it because I was playing before uh, Free Love were playing the other week and we were playing in this venue where there was two big stack speakers. This is for the listeners. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I'm like, I know, I remember. Michael, yeah, we were, we were there actually. <laughs> I don't know if you remember this one. <laughs> but I was looking at those stacks thinking, oh, maybe I will go up there and then Oh, Susie had, had trademarked it. Well, no, like, I think I would definitely hurt someone. Thing, copyright like. infringement from her. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was less worried about hurting myself and more worried about hurting someone in the front row by like crushing them. Gig over. released a record with Night School yeah yeah. and released two records with Night School you did um, Fruit Juice as well Um, as we started to get a record together I was like we were both listening to like a lot of music and I was listening to a lot of stuff and he started started trying to like piece together this sort of framework of like who's gonna who's gonna listen to this like who Mm. likes it I like it I like the music but who else likes it and who else is gonna understand it and then I started to realise there was like quite a few artists that that I liked were releasing on night school and I was like alright this is quite interesting mm-hmm. we played our first gig actually our very first gig was with a night school band called Yong Yong and um, Portuguese Portuguese duo yeah, and like yeah. so I was like already like connected in that sense and then I was listening to like Group Roda and people like that mm-hmm. and I can't remember what the show was it was Terrorbird I think and Michael from night school came up was living in London at the time came up for that show and I met Michael then and we kind of got talking and we got on really well this is Michael Kasparis who runs night school night school basically we started to get a record together and I was like this is six tracks this kind of sits as a record and that was what became Apero and 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 started to send the tracks to to Michael he really got it and was like got got really behind it and, and it was nice to have that somebody else whose whose opinion you really respect to be mm. like, yeah, this is good, I like it, and I was like, fuck, okay, we can we can get this out and we got the record together and we did the the artwork and the artwork was really fun to do as well because we've been having all these grandiose ideas of like we'll go to a park and we'll do it in a field and all this sort of <laughs> stuff, yeah. and then we set up. It was like we used to have a big dining room, like a big table here, which had all the gear on it, and uh, yeah, the front cover is just yeah, oh, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's like just us, like we hadn't gotten dressed. Had, that a, ti- day. had a timer on my phone. No, it was my iPad. Oh, your iPad, yeah, mm-hmm. timer on your iPad, 
it's like managed to balance it so that it's facing the right way. Yeah. Then I quickly ran round and like jumped because I'm I, I, a lot of people miss it, but I'm actually in that picture <laughs> underneath <laughs> the table. Under the table. Um, <laughs> but, but we did we did that and then and then. Uh, Put yellow on it and that's it. Yeah. yeah. Iconic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah that was yeah, really good. Yeah. And then the Fruit Juice EP came out, mm-hmm. which is like, it's like a mini album really. Yeah. Itself, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It's, it's actually almost exactly the same length as Apero, but like, right. it was like, yeah, it's an EP. So, <laughs> but, uh, that, it's a that, great record. It came with a cookbook. That's right. Did that's you? right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you? Cookbook thing was one of these things that was like, it took me, it took me quite a long time just to get the idea for doing it. And like, I was just like, oh, we'll just make this other things go there's no there's no need for doing it when I reflect it's like there's no need for us to make this to go along with there's no need for us to make a record no I know but I just at the time I was it was like we were trying to make (laughs) I was trying to edit the video and try to do it I was like no we have to make this manifesto cookbook that goes along with the record and I'm glad we did do it but 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 it was like yeah it's just another thing and um, and then on top of that, we were marbling, hand marbling. Yeah. Yeah, I did wonder how long that did that take quite a long time. Yeah, it did that. So we we kind of did it in batches of a hundred, yeah. and really kindly, like Michael helped, like our friend Chris helped. So I think my sisters turned yeah, up a couple we had, times. We had a lot of helpers. But actually. that was like we were in the back room of the Flying Duck, like and it was actually I'll show you some photos. <laughs> like it's we put up twine like around the room, and then just clipped them up when they were done. So it's like, let's fucking. And Let's every five hundred records. Every one of the records. <laughs> Let's just do it. And like Michael was like, "Is that not going to take quite a lot of time?" And we're like, "Yeah, but it'll be totally worth it." And he was like, "Okay." It, so, it, it was worth it. It was. Really well, I, 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 I mean, yeah. receiving that in the post and seeing like the the book, the cookbook with it. Yeah. yeah. Amazing, because it kind oh. of makes it just it totally stands out on the on the shelf. Even. Cool, I'm different. glad you said so. The thing that I really liked about it was people sent us photos of the ones that they picked, which yeah. was really really nice. So the record like, shops hated it. I know. I think. Oh really? So There's paint all over flaky. the shops. And stuff like that. <laughs> we used to do CDRs. That which we like spray paint the outside of and then we would um, stamp on the actual CDRs which I'd be burning off my computer my laptop one by one and then we got to a point where it's got to a size where we could uh, sell CDRs in like different indie shops around the country and stuff there was a big CDR thing before tapes yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> people, people like yeah. CDRs it's like a dirty word now but uh <laughs> When you gave them them, like they'd sit in the shelves sometimes, you know, not, not all of them were that popular, so they'd sit in the shelves for ages and then people would buy them and say that the CDs were stuck. <gasps> oh God! Because the, the, like, the ink from oh, the stamp had made oh, it stick God. to the inside and you're like, uh, yeah, I've just destroyed the sleeve and it won't play in my car. Oh, and, uh, oh no. Uh, yeah. But it's all part but, of the art. Yeah. No refunds. Do records. I bought this lovely looking CD from you, but it's f- my fucking car, you cunts! I was speaking to someone recently who was saying, who works in, in record shop, uh, and, and they were saying, like, 10, 15 years ago, a record would be released and its shelf life, mm. you know, basically, the time from release to that's a, that's a record that was out sort of thing or, or as, you know it's like that uh, as an immediate thing was uh, it used to be you know you get like six months or something like that of sales coming right now and this was like this is the thing that really shocked me it was like it's something like 70% of that that record come out like with are sold within the first two days and then right. like the rest of it's just like it, it's just sort of like maybe somebody will buy it because people are just so like this is the thing that's happening right now well this is kind of why I wanted to do this visitations thing because I wanted to set up like an archive of music that was from a certain place at a certain time mm. and can kind of continue on so that people if they do wish to buy the set in the future they can go alright this is Oh, I'm not going to made a record here mm-hmm. on Island then, mm-hmm. and and so did this, uh, so did Free Love, and uh, so did the next band, which I'm not going to reveal. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's kind of giving it a context that's that that's outside of the music itself. Even it's yeah. something that's kind of like. Well, there's a series. I think that's what's nice about it is that there's mm. like that series that 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 people can that connects these this music together. Mm. So if somebody like picks up. The last of those releases, mm. they can they they they're then inclined to go like, well, what what's the other stuff? It all kind of makes sense. Well, I like the idea of like 
free love fans discovering monogamon for the exactly, first time exactly exactly yeah. yeah. or even just other stuff on the label and and vice versa <laughs> you know I can't like that yeah. like the way yeah. that collective stuff works which brings us nicely onto visitations let's chat about the actual project itself we did chat about it in the previous podcast so there is a yeah, bit yeah, of yeah, yeah. already um, but yeah a year on what do you what did you make of the experience and uh, what were your expectations going in and did it fit in with with your expectations. I think we kind of deliberately went in with a bit of a sort of a blank slate type of expectation. It was quite easy to sort of try and, um, like, what's the word? I sort of idealising the experience as in, mm. like, you're, you know, as a, as somebody who's trying to create something, music or art or whatever, like, going in and you're like, there's not going to be any distractions. You're going to be in this place for a week. You're the times completely put aside mm. for this, and um, and in a lot of ways, it like that. That's what it was like. It was. It was like fantastic. Just having this beautiful space to sort of like live and sleep and eat in, and then. Um, but the the thing that I didn't think so much about was just how sort of almost the quietness and the darkness of it and just how beautiful the surroundings were as well. Mm. I was kind of quite focused in on the actual space that we were going to be working in. And although that maybe sounds like a bit daft with it, obviously we're going to egg with like the views and everything at any point in the island are beautiful. That was, that, I mean, that was something I wasn't, I hadn't thought too much about. And I tried to like go out walking a couple of evenings just to like, be out there in that stillness and like well unless it was super windy in which case it's like <laughs> not very still but like that that was amazing that was like really just like it's almost like a reset button in yourself when not you're given that time but also you're given that quietness and that clean air and the sort of the yeah it was it was it was it was really 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 great um, it's a little bit like one of those it, it was a little bit like what, what we were talking about before about having these experiences mm. of like a kind of consciousness of where you're you're very like in the moment and there yeah. and, and it was like that ha- having that time to, to be able to be creative in that was it, that was amazing just really. had you recorded much outside other than because I know you record here a lot and you recorded at Green Door yeah. mm-hmm. have you recorded out elsewhere as, no, as really. no I didn't I've, I've done so the Cosmic Dead had done two uh, projects before where we'd recorded up in Kyle of Loch Alsh. Oh right, okay. We took a week, a week up there. But as you, as free love. No, no, no. This we, was like this the first, was the first time. First time we. Well, we'd recorded it in the Azores, but that was slightly different. Yeah, that's right. Was but, this with the bitch in Bahas? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, we did do that. You're right. I mean, that was like we were, we went out to play the festival and everything as well, and that was amazing. We were in this beautiful in house. Yeah, mm. but I think the the point of the, the, the doing the visitations residency was it was very much like this is a week that we're going to make this journey I mean for you it's more normal it's like the journey up to Malig but like but I kind of liked that as well I yeah, liked that yeah. it wasn't just we were going to studio you know down the road I really liked that it was like no we need to pack up the car we need to bring like all of this stuff you know and like go up we're going to be there for a week and it's like yeah, it's great. Yeah. I'm glad you did. I'm glad you brought all your stuff up with you as well because it's mm. like, I guess it would make it more. It was nice for you filling as well, the room. Yeah. That was another thing that was great. It was like sort of coming in and it was like there's like a table and a chair and you left us like the speakers and everything and yeah, the, yeah. the monologue. But just then filling it like because we were so used to everything that we yeah. work with, but having it in another space and like you know putting it all in this room like mm. that we were also going to live great. in that was that was brilliant did yeah. it change your approach to how you started the songwriting and and the uh, the recording process or was it pretty much as you would be doing it as you are as you were at home um we, we don't really have much of a formula actually no. we kind of it, it, ten, it tends to always happen in, in a weird way yeah everything always happens in a roundabout form and so it was different from every other time we've done it, but then every every time we approach recording is always like a, we've not really found that. Um, There's not a set formula to no, it. Not really, not no. really. It tends to like, it tends to be very uh, pragmatic in the way we do it, where it's just yeah. sort of like, oh, we're working on, on, here's some lyrics, so like, okay, does that work for this track? And Or I'll start something and Susie will come and add something, or it just seems to be this sort of, we both kind of like hit away at things and then, start to realise there's a song or there's like a track or there's something there to put together and mm. it kind of worked in that similar sort of way but obviously 
I think the, the most valuable thing and the thing that's probably most different about it was it's like that's all we're doing mm-hmm. we're, we're there and we're, we're working on it and, it and it kind of and we weren't getting distracted by things like emails or yeah. you know like I, I, that for me that's such an important I think I can do that here a wee bit better than than you can maybe because mm. I get hard to I, shut off though isn't it yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I get quite sort of fixated on things I kind of get like a, I'll get like one thing and everything else like and go to the basic. Yeah, but just, I'll, I'll get, uh, I, like we've talked about that before. Lewis is very like you'll focus on one thing and like that's. Whereas like I'm kind of like across everything, yeah. so I'll get to like no, we need to get this done and this done and this done kind of thing. So I think that yeah, for me like it was quite and it took it was funny because it doesn't you don't just fall into it. You like it took like maybe a day or something like of me not constantly looking at my phone and going, oh yeah, there's no reception. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like, to the point where like, by the end it's like, oh, I don't know where I put my phone. I haven't looked. Like, I still day. do that on egg. Yeah. <laughs> no one calls. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you remember any of the, I know it's been a year, but do you remember uh, maybe any of the processes that you went through to, like say for set the controls, you were saying earlier on that that actually had quite a different life when it first started yeah, on Egg. It was, it was a different type of song. It was, oh, well, I mean, that and that does tend to be a way that will work. I think there's quite often that I'll start writing lyrics to something and it'll be to something that maybe some music that Lewis has written. Mm-hmm. So I think Set the Controls was like quite a bit more. Upbeat. I think at first it was. It was oh, fir- I think I started Set the Controls, I don't know. Uh, I wrote the cards for it. Uh huh. And then I think you wrote the lyrics. Oh, I can't remember. Because I remember writing the chords. I remember just like it, it's totally. It's funny because like yeah, I kind of said to you before that that um, when we did this, we did a session with Vic Galloway last night, and in between the the, the being broadcast, he, he said, like, oh, I kind of we played set set the controls, and he said, oh, I kind of had. I didn't want to say it on air because I thought you might go, what are you talking about? But he's, he kind of picked up on this kind of like balearic kind of 808 state type thing, which is like, oh, yeah. which is so, such a different vibe from this, the finished product. But that's how the song actually started out because like we were, I just remember sitting playing with the mini log, uh, one of the synthesizers we got, and, and um, looking out onto the, the water and just like playing these cards and it's just like, Whoa. pop stuff on there so synchronicity was st- yeah, started was, on egg yeah yeah that's right yeah, so this yeah. is a track that was released as a uh, earlier on in the summer that's going to feature on a new ep called luxury hits that's yeah, right, yeah. yeah only in the vinyl only, only in the, the vinyl, vinyl version yeah, yeah. sorry am i meant to give that away yeah no 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 that's 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 okay. that's, that's that so the, the ep is going to have six tracks mm-hmm. and then on the vinyl edition there's going to be Eight. Eight, they're going to be pushing too hard and synchronicity are going to be as well because awesome. we, we, that didn't have a physical release so yeah. I thought it'd be nice like to have that so that started life on egg synchronicity yeah. started yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah beautiful yeah. and then it, it wasn't until like what we were saying before about these ideas sort of subconsciously coming together it wasn't until we wrote set the controls that we were like actually this fits so much better with yeah. the sort of everything else yeah. the, the rest of the record kind of thing but yeah no synchronicity was like because I was reading that Carl Jung book. That's right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which you yeah. but yeah. yeah. So we, record, we, recorded <laughs> some, so we recorded some of the other tracks on tape, on that tape re- recorder. We brought that over with us. And then we recorded sketches of you on your bike again with all your... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cycling I, I, I actually remember at the time thinking, this would, I wish I'd get a picture of this, because it was like one of these moments of life where it's like, this is this sums up my life at the moment. Just like trying to like patch things together and make it work. But but um, it was uh, we recorded sketches of Earth, which is on, oh, on right, that, yeah, that, that was that was on. So that was actually an amalgamation. So there's a bit where I come in singing, and and that was yeah, actually a really a, deep a, voice. That's on right. That. Yeah, yeah. That's, that was that was a, that was a recording that I made uh, a while ago. But it was just sort of on some of the other channels. I happened to be in the same key, and it was like I just kind of we just kind of faded it in and out at, at different parts throughout that recording. It was just incidental, but it just seemed to like work again. And it, but it was quite organic the way we kind of approached it, and it was just kind of like exploring sounds more than anything else and then and then not trying to be too like oh this is a song or that's a song and then mm. set the controls came together very like it's it's probably one of the most like 
song songs, like kind of pop songs, beginning chorus, you know, thing that we've ever done, really, in a lot of ways. Does it deliberately reference Soul to Soul and um, Pink Floyd? Pink Floyd, Pink definitely, Floyd, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, Soul to Soul. Back to life. Oh, yeah, no, it does, yeah, 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 yeah. There is. <laughs> yeah, there is. Because it's actually the perfect amalgamation of both yeah, 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 yeah. It kind of is as well, actually. Yeah, you're right. So. Beautiful song, it's really great. Yeah, thank you. It's really thank nice. you. It's one of these ones that, um, like, although I'm proud of everything we've written, like, that one really kind of resonates, I think. I really, I really, really like that one. Mm. As it's quite nice to play it last night because it's not yeah. going to be one of these ones that will like stop the set when we play live and be like right just stay here's the banger <laughs> yeah, exactly. just let the sweat dry off your face as we yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. that could work in a live project yeah maybe I mean I, I feel I get the same with um, La La Ba on Fruitius I really mm. love that song I'm really really proud of it and it's it's like when would you do we did we did play live at one point it was an opening once. track we've but only done it once yeah, yeah yeah it was like at the EP launch Lalaba not not set the controls right set the controls is, is I think I think the we played it last night on radio uh, but it's quite weird because I was playing guitar and it's like the first time mm. I've played yeah. guitar well I know it's well nice. a long time since we've yeah, been yeah. with this band it's got it's quite a sexy yeah. guitar bit as well yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. thank you yeah for <laughs> that's getting quite steamy <laughs> <sitting Yeah>. <laughs> The the concept of the record because you were you were telling me afterward that there's a sort of alien style abduction concept mm. to the well, uh, there's to the, the two sides of it because mm. it was kind of the well set the controls is kind of from the perspective of the abductors I suppose I am quite a fan of concept albums mm-hmm. in, in, a, in a really corny way like, I I quite like that sort of whole whole idea of like this is what this record is and that's mm. what it is and it's like it kind of allows you as a listener to just sort of be involved in that or not be involved if you don't like it. It was a bit sort of like you can you can you can sort of like jump into it and be like, okay, cool, this is an album about goblins. You know, it's like it's like I like I like that. I we do like that. We thought goblins and then we thought, no, aliens. The guitar's too sexy for it to be about goblins. But I, the thing what? was I, I got thinking about aliens in the same way as like you start your mind is clear and you start thinking about things. I got I got real I got like thinking about Aliens. As I was going out into that little hut to go to the toilet and and in, in, in the bed of the night, I was like, man, like, because I do believe in aliens. I'm not. Mm. I, I do honestly believe that that like there are aliens in contact with the Earth right now. And when you come from that headspace to be like in this <laughs> middle of like nowhere and like this is like there's nothing here. I just start to think about it more. I was going to say because when I came out to visit you a few times when you were in the cabin, it, when I went in and there was like all the machinery and, and cables everywhere, it was actually like being in like Flight of the Navigator. It was <laughs> yeah, like yeah, being yeah. in like a spaceship. Yeah. So did yeah, you was, did, did yeah. you feel like aliens yourself in a spaceship? A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. There's something voyeuristic on the landscape. But the the you other know? thing as well, though, there was quite, so I think we came from it from different perspectives. I have I have really overactive imagination that goes wild, and say so I couldn't have been in that cabin. On my own. Right, yeah. I don't know how I'm knocking on it. I couldn't have done it because like having like the windows like looking out and it being so black and you're like, wow, it's amazing how dark it is. And then you're like, but it's light in here, and there could be somebody or something. He like, talks about this in the podcast a little bit. Oh, that sort of he he was somebody could be looking back at you, and you'd have no idea. <gasps> I was. I was looking at it. In the- <laughs> <laughs> no, he's saying he, like um, he saw this. Owl, and uh, it reminded him of um, a time when he was when he was younger, when he was a child, and it sort of took him back to that fear you have as a child of the dark and yeah. that sort of <gasps> yeah. not knowing what's out there type it's thing. It's like yeah. that. There's like an awe that you're kind of in awe of the darkness, but then mm. also because I yeah, like that whole. So for you, you're like wow. It was like thinking about aliens and stuff. For me, I was like, you better fucking not be aliens by the way. <laughs> 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 <This is all. laughs> there's no there's way no we could deal with this. <laughs> But yeah, no, it was um, yeah. One of the tracks is kind of like from the perspective of uh, well, set the controls is kind of from the perspective of the aliens abducting. But it's like kind of very warm and kind of like nurturing almost. But then there's also one. What track is it? It's like from as if you were inside the space helmet. It's the one that we recorded on tape. From up here. Oh, from up here. Oh, from the up second here. track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's part of the like the, the part of the reason we use the tape machine was because it gives it that like really kind of like almost closed in mm. effect kind of thing quite like, claustrophobic yeah, so yeah it's like like you're and it's kind of muffled speech and stuff it's as if you're like kind of it's like kind of suspended as well it. we want that track to kind of be this kind of like 
like it's just it's not going anywhere you know it's like I, I don't I don't mean that it's like it's, oh, it's, it's goes on for anywhere. fucking ages it's, uh, it's, 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 it actually goes on for three minutes and 24 seconds it's not it isn't very long pop single or, radio pop friendly single, yeah. <laughs> playlisted um, it's 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 uh, <laughs> but it, but it, the, the the idea was just like to create this thing that was just like you could you could like fade it in at any part of the track and they'd be like all right cool you know it's like it's like I remember mm. somebody reviewing a, a um, an Alice Coltrane one of her old tapes that the, the, the sort the, of spiritual the, stuff yeah T- Turia sings is the, the, the tape mm. oh. and and it was like and their the review of it I thought was amazing because it, it talked about that idea of this the music could be like. It could begin and end at any point, and you would never, you would never really know. It's not, there's not sort of any big crescendo or anything, but it's equally just sort of like distributed. It's just sort of this. Or like if you go to the dream house. Sort of trance-like quality. Yeah, yeah, and I kind of wanted that to be like I kind of imagined. I don't mean trances in like Paul Van Dyke. Yeah, like that. If you find the hidden QR code on the inside. Three minutes and 24 seconds. As stressed as aliens. Blue as Aberdeen. God, that'd be amazing. Visitation subscribers look out for some Easter eggs. Eggs, Easter eggs. I'm to write this shit down. Free love there. That was nice, wasn't it? Susie and Lewis, thank you very much for your conversation. I very much enjoyed it. Um, it was so nice, actually. They invited me round to their house. That was I was there in their home. We had lunch together. And then we had that conversation, which was very thrilling. I think you can tell from my incessant enthusiasm throughout that I am a total fanboy. Uh, just as an addendum, there is no secret QR code containing illicit trance music uh, on their Visitations EP just to put your minds at rest I will tell you this though if you want to hear any of the music that Susie and Lewis created during their time on Egg then you should sign up to Visitations on the Lost Map website go to lostmap.com forward slash visitations there's two types of subscription there's digital and there's physical Uh, they're both quite obvious as to what they are you should check them out that is out now. Uh, subscribers to the physical thing uh, will be receiving their free love EP in the post in the next week. If not already. It's brilliant. It's such a great EP. It's really immersive. I'm really excited by it. When I, when they sent me the music that they'd created during the week, I was so blown away. It was a real exciting point in the project, knowing that, that people could come up with that much music in the space of a week. It just blew my mind. If you sign up to Visitations, this is just an extra little bit about the subscription, you get signed up to a newsletter when you subscribe. And the newsletter contains all the download codes for everything, but it also contains uh, some special offers. And we've got a very special offer at the moment. We've just started making Lost Map sweatshirts and people who subscribe to Visitations will have access to an exclusive colour of sweatshirt if you sign up to visitations you have the option to purchase a red sweatshirt which no one else can buy ooh isn't that exciting is that exciting I'm excited by it if you have enjoyed that conversation you should subscribe to the visitation stuff but you should also check out Free Love's other music they've got another EP they have another release coming out at the end of this year Uh, an 8 track vinyl release called Luxury Hits and uh, it contains the song Synchronicity which they were chatting about earlier on in the podcast they released that as a single over the summer Um, and that's a song that they created on Egg so it's really exciting to see that some of their experiences on Egg are kind of passing through into their other releases and into the other, other stuff that they're creating it's really cool and if you get the chance you should absolutely go and see them live they're playing tons over the next few months but I think they've got a a tour specifically around the release of luxury hits happening from sort of late November onwards and they really are one of the most captivating live acts uh, around just now I, I haven't seen anything like it they played our Strange Invitation event 
a few weeks ago and totally stole the show, just completely transformed the room. It was incredible. I've seen them a bunch of times now and every time is just, yeah, really engaging. So go and catch them for show. Um, I guess I should wrap it up. Um, we'll play one track off of the EP. I'll introduce that in a minute. But first, I should thank Joe Cormack for production duties and mixing and all the sort of stuff that he does. All the tech stuff that he does on this podcast. He does a lot of great work. So thank you to Joe. Uh, thank you to Lucy Conway and the Bothy Project for use of Sweeney's Bothy on the Isle of Egg. And thank you to Creative Scotland for supporting this first series of visitations. Okay, right, as promised, here is a track from the Free Love Visitations EP. This track is called Set the Controls. I hope you enjoy. Uh, Join us next time for the next podcast in this Lost Map podcast series. I think it'll be with our third and final act in the first series of visitations. But who would that be? We will find out soon enough. For now, enjoy Free Love. Free Love.